I used to be the biggest fucking pathological liar that you've ever met. Ever. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Gentry, and you're listening to The Fire in the Madhouse. I used to be the biggest fucking pathological liar that you've ever met. Ever. This is how bad it used to be. I remember when I was like 13 years old, I was trying to impress a group of girls, be like, I'm fucking super cool. I lied to them and I told them that I went skydiving. I'll never forget where we were. We were at Aquafest. This is like in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas used to have this fucking great, uh, this, it was an amazing, um, festival called Aquafest. And I don't, I don't remember the details of it really, but I remember that I would see people like Big Head Todd and the Monsters and Willie Nelson and it was fucking great. And now they have ACL Fest, but back then in the day it was Aquafest and it was great. It was on auditorium shores and it was this big strip of, you know, fucking corn dogs and chicken legs or turkey legs and, you know, music. It was fucking fantastic. But I was insecure, still am, but I was like hyper fucking insecure as a kid. I still am extremely insecure. I just have a, a bigger personality that covers it up now, right? But back then I was so insecure. And I remember like talking to a group of girls because I wasn't the most athletic. I, you know, I was like, people laugh a lot when I say I was prematurely hairy. I was, I looked like a gorilla. I was like 10 years old and it was fucking embarrassing. But so I made up a lot of fucking bullshit stories to make myself sound more important. I mean, I'll never forget this fucking story as I told, this is how bad it was. I literally told a group of girls, I went skydiving at 13 years old because I thought it made me look cool because I, this is no shit because point Blank that, that movie had come out with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. And I was like, fuck yeah, I went skydiving. I went surfing in fucking Brazil. I don't even know. You know what I mean? I just made up stupid shit and I lied about it. And it was, it was so convincing that I actually believe this in my own fucking head. Right? Like I actually believe my own bullshit story. This is how you know how fucking insane this is to believe your own bullshit? It is ludicrous. This is how bad, but this is, it gets even better. Uh, about, fuck, maybe six months ago, eight months ago, somewhere in there, one of my best friends, one of my childhood best friends, his name is Mark. Hey, Mark, if you're listening. Um, he called me and he goes, hey, dude, I, you know, blah, 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 whatever. This past weekend I went and I saw Slayer with my brother. <clears throat> this is band, heavy metal band. And he used to be really big into fucking metal. And he was like, I went, I saw Slayer. And I was like, yeah, dude, I totally remember when I saw Slayer with Megadeth and Metallica. Yeah, that was fucking great. Here's the thing. I never fucking, I never saw Slayer. It was a lie that I had made up when I was like 14, 15 years old that I shit you not until I was 40 years old. I believed in my head that I had seen Slayer. I had told that story so many fucking times because I wanted to be like uh, really cool. So I get off the phone with Mark I get off the phone with Mark and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And it occurs to me, I just fucking lied. I just lied. I just full on fucking lied to Mark about a story that I had made up when I was a fucking kid. So I called Mark back and I go, dude, I got to tell you something. He's like, what's up? And I was like, I never saw Slayer. I lied to you when I was like 14 years old. It was a childhood story that I told to be cool that when you just told me that you saw Slayer in San Diego, 
I regurgitated a bullshit story that I completely lied to you and everybody about when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old. I never saw Slayer. I was too afraid, probably. <laughs> I don't know. But I told him, I was like, I got to tell you the truth. I fucking, I lied just now. I didn't mean to. It just came out. A regurgitated story. A regurgitated fucking story. I believed the story was true. I told this story so many fucking times. I've never seen Slayer. To this day, I've never seen Slayer. Ever. I'm probably still too afraid. I'd like to, I think. I might want to see them. I don't know. But that's the kind of fucking bullshit lying. It was just about everything. Fucking everything. A few years ago, um, this, uh, this young lady that I was involved with, um, this is back in my bachelor days, this young lady exposed um, my dating habits to everybody that I was dating. Got on the phone with them and said, hey, you're dating Gentry. I'm also dating Gentry. He's also dating like, you know, a bunch of other people, blah, 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 blah. Now, at the time I was living in Hawaii and um, I was in uh, Santa Monica. I was going to the um, Sassoon Academy out there to get my teaching certification, right? And um, I heard about this because... Um, obviously I got a couple of phone calls like, oh, so you're dating this person and this person and this person. I was like, how the fuck do you know that? What I, I was very clear with you. I'm, I date. We're just dating. It's not a serious thing. What the fuck? Why is this a, a deal? And then they began to tell me, well, this one person called us and said that you were you know, dating all these other people, blah, blah, blah. Now, at the time, I wanted to kill I was like, holy shit, somebody just betrayed my trust, blah, 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 blah. Um, I went storming down the street like, I'm mad. Oh, my fucking, my shit's been exposed. Me. And I fucking went, I went down the street and I was so angry that I walked into this new age bookstore. It was like a picture of, you know, it's like airbrushed pictures of like Buddha and like Jesus and then like, you know, Gandhi and the new age books, there's crystals hanging. It smells like fucking Nam Champa, you know, incense and shit. There's fucking tarot cards everywhere. You know, people in Namaste and you know, I want to fucking smack the shit out of those people. But here they are. And I'm like the fuck. So I walk in and I, I will never forget this day because it changed my life. There was a book and I'm going to actually encourage anybody listening to this book. I don't get any kickback from this, but I want to encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast right now. This book, there's very few books that actually changed my life. This one was one of them. It was a book called Radical Honesty and it was written by Dr. Brad Blanton. And I hope I'm saying that properly, but the book is called Radical Honesty. It's by Dr. Brad Blanton and Radical Honesty. That book shifted my entire world. Um, First off, I opened up the book, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but it said something like, um, it said something to the effect of like, I want you to buy this book because I want you to think I'm smarter than I am. I wrote this book because I want people to think that I'm, a, you know, an articulate writer. You know, I want you to, to, to leave this, to pass this book along to other people because um, it'll verify my profession. Like, it was like exposing, like, like extremely exposing the way that he wrote it. And I was like, Whoa, who the fuck talks like this? And then I flipped it to another page and it said something like, 
If you're not really wanting to do your work, put this goddamn book down and give it to some other motherfucker that wants it. That's literally how, like, what it said. And I was like, oh, I like the way this guy talks. Like, he did. <laughs> this is great. I bought that book, and I'll tell you what. Um, being exposed like that was, um, it was painful. It was extremely painful. Being exposed and called out. There was a time in my life that everything was compartmentalized. I thought that this is my spiritual life. It's private. You don't get to touch it. You don't get to know about it. None of your fucking business. Then there's my professional life. You don't get to touch it. You don't get to know about it. It's none of your fucking business. Unless you're in this world with me, it is not your world to fucking deal with. Then there was my personal life, and you don't get to touch that. Then there was my dating life. You don't get to touch that. Then there was my fucking, you know, weird, like, you know, my own private, you know, my own private Idaho in my headspace world that you don't get to fucking know about because that has nothing to do with you. If you're not in these in this world, fuck you. So in my in my rational mind, it was really convenient for me as a liar. It was very convenient for me as a liar to justify that I'm telling the truth. I'm a truthful person, sure. Because this compartment was completely isolated from this compartment, and this compartment was completely isolated from that compartment. And what that um, exposed to me was that I was full of shit. That unless I'm a whole individual, unless I'm a completely transparent individual, that I am hiding things and I'm not being able to tell you the full truth because this is, this is always connected to this compartment. This compartment's always connected to that compartment. And we kind of bullshit ourselves. Like, oh, we have a work-life balance. It's my work life and this is my personal life. No, 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 no. That's not how this works. And, and anybody that says that is full of shit. Don't get me wrong. There are certain, uh, there's, <laughs> there's certain jobs that maybe that like, maybe that's appropriate. Like people in the military and certain departments of the military, maybe they need to keep their life private and, and quiet. And, you know, then they get to go home and they get to have a beautiful, happy life, you know, and I can, and I get that and I understand that. So I'm not saying that doesn't, that those, ex, those examples don't exist. However, for me personally, if I wanted to be a whole individual that actually mattered and that it actually stood for something, transparency was the every, was everything. I could not lie about a fucking thing. I could not have my spiritual life over here and then my personal life over here and then my dating life over there and then my professional life over here and then it just wasn't going to work. And here's what was really interesting about it. In the way that I saw it was if my personal life were to fall apart, at least my professional life was not inhibited by it. That's what, that was the argument that I had, was that these things were contained. So if one thing fell apart, it was safe from fucking up everything. But what I wasn't really being honest with myself about was the fact that if, I, if my personal life was falling apart, like my dad died, my mom died, like whatever the fuck that story is, of course I was bringing it in to my work, my work life. Of course it was affecting my spiritual life. Of course it was. But what made, what made it worse was that I felt isolated and alone because I left my personal life completely segregated from every other part of my life. So I'd come in to work and I'd probably be in a fucking pretty foul mood or in a hurt space or like I was heartbroken or whatever the deal was. And then I'd expect people to just give me the grace that my, not even knowing that my personal life was falling apart. And then I'd be mad at my fucking professional life for not having compassion for my personal life. You know how stupid that is? So when I read that book, it was sort of like expose everything leave nothing behind, you know, be a whole individual. 
let everything be interconnected. And you know what was really incredible about it? I hated, hated being a single bachelor. I was lonely all the time. I was heartbroken constantly, like constantly disappointed, constantly feeling lonely, constantly feeling like I wasn't worthy or good enough. And we can talk about this at some other fucking episode about being a, uh, like the way that I was a bachelor. It was fucking lonely. It was terrifying. I fucking hated it. I didn't like, it was just, I realized like I was being used as much as I was using other people that fucking sucked. Like there was a lot going on, but the moment that I became transparent with my life, I started, I started um, calling more quality people into my life. It was really incredible. I started calling people into my life that could actually like, um, see all of my stories, like all of my compartments, you know, my spiritual life, my personal life, so on and so forth. And out of this, I ended up meeting my wife. And the first thing that I told her is I said, I need you to go read two books. (laughs) I'm in love with you. You're meant to be the mother of my children. You're going to be my wife. This is our first date, mind you. And she goes, she's like, okay, you're fucking crazy. Um, I said, but I need you to go read two books before we can, I can take this seriously. One was Radical Honesty by Brad Blanton. And the other one was The Four Agreements. And I can't remember, Don Miguel Ruiz or something like that, I think is his name. And I said, please read these two books. And she did. I mean, within, you know, a week or two, she had been, you know, she'd read them and completed them. And I, that, I knew this is my wife. Like, I knew it, like, instantaneously already, but I knew that she was serious, too. Um, because I needed her to be able to communicate with me in the same way that I was going to communicate with her. And that meant I'm going to lay out all of my ugliness, all of my beauty, all of my strengths, all of my weaknesses, all of my good shit, all of my bad shit. It's all here for you to deal with. You can take or accept whatever you want, but this is all of me. Nothing will ever be held back from you. Nothing will ever be hidden from you. You'll never have to worry about me betraying your trust, which is a violation, right? That's, that sucks. Having your, tr- your trust betrayed, that sucks. So here's all my ugliness. Here's all of it. Can you love me with all of my ugliness, all of my good, all of my bad? We got married. I'm in love with her. Like, I get, like... I always tell people that my marriage is like my new spiritual life because I'm learning a lot about myself, a lot about my limitations, a lot about my hangups, a lot about my strengths, a lot about my weaknesses. And that what other, what does spirituality do? It exposes your shit. Whatever the spiritual practice is, I don't give a fuck what it is, religion or science or whatever it is, atheism, I don't care. Whatever it does is it exposes all of the good and all of the bad. And that's what my marriage is. But I cannot imagine having a healthy, fulfilled marriage if my life was still compartmentalized. I cannot imagine the way that you would see me as your, as I'm officially like your boss, right? I cannot imagine the way that you would view me if my, if my behavior behind these closed doors with you guys and then it was something else with the rest of our team. Like how the fuck could you trust me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how would you view me as a leader if you, if, if you saw me putting on two different faces or three different faces or four different faces? You're documenting everything I'm fucking doing. You know what I mean? Like, what would that mean to you if, if you see me talking to her like, oh, yeah, everything's really me, 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 me. And then, like, I, we go off, you know, like, in my personal life and you see a completely different fucking dynamic. You'd be like, this guy's a fucking slime ball. You, don't, you wouldn't trust me at all. And I wouldn't blame you. Deep down inside, I couldn't blame you. 
I might make up a story and be like, fuck him. He was mean to me. But the truth of the matter is, is you would have no reason to trust me. I cannot imagine any relationship, professional, personal, spiritual, any relationship where if you lived a compartmentalized life, that that would have a, a lasting longevity and fulfillment. I just can't imagine it. And I'm, listen, 30 fucking five years of my life compartmentalized. I've been dealing with this, you know, transparency shit for like six, seven years. <laughs> it's exposing shit. I'm learning a lot. It's hard. It's different. I got a lot more to go, a lot of learning to do, but I cannot imagine having, like, I love my life right now. I might be broke. I might be rich. I might be like, we might be living in fucking Hawaii. We might be living in Denver. Like, I love my life. I'm proud of my life. I love my wife. I love my children. And it's only because I finally feel accepted by somebody for all of my good and all of my bad. My wife said, I do knowing everything about me. And that's how friendships are. That's how business is. It's like, it, you don't have, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like a, like an advocate for getting married. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, is that if you have friendships in your life that are compartmentalized and distant, it's not going to, to me, in my opinion, it's just not fulfilling because what is the primal need that we need as human beings is we need to feel connected to, right? We need to feel seen and appreciated as human beings. Don't you want to be appreciated for who you are? Don't you? So the idea is how deep down inside, if we know that we have withheld ourselves, that we are compartmentalized, and we expect to be loved fully by our spouses or by our best friends or by our coworkers or our teammates or by our pastors or by our brothers and sisters, if we have been compartmentalized, deep down inside, they don't know the full you, then how are you ever going to feel connected to and truly loved for who you really are? That's a mind twist. If you're not authentically 100%, totally yourself, how are you ever going to feel loved for who you truly are by the outside world, by anybody that you're surrounded with? Like, how are your friends really going to know who you are if you're just completely compartmentalized? It's fucking crazy. I found fulfillment in being totally transparent. I found fulfillment in being totally honest. I found fulfillment in, and I've, listen, and I'm still learning how. I'm still learning how deep this rabbit hole goes. How transparent am I really? How honest am I really? So I call Mark and I go, I fucking lied to you. I have never seen Slayer. It was a story I believed. It was a story I regurgitated so many fucking times that it just became just a part of my vernacular. It's not true. How many times have we told people that we saw Slayer? How many times have we told ourselves that? I don't want to be compartmentalized. I don't want to be a liar. I want to live a fulfilled life. And the only way that I know how to do that is through total transparency, total honesty, total total honesty. That is where I found my fulfillment. That is what's making my, my business life that we're dealing with right now a part of my spiritual practice. It's a part of my personal life. It's where I found fulfillment in my marriage and being a dad. Yeah, that's my work. Thank you.
Hey guys, thank you again so much for listening. I really hope you got some value from today's uh, podcast. If you could, please do your best to share this with a couple of friends of yours, post it on social media, just get the word out there. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you could follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, hit up my website, gentrypetzel.com. Send me an email. Give me some feedback. Let me know what the fuck I need to address. Let me know other questions that you guys have, any feedback, any comments, concerns. I'd love to hear from you guys. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon.